basically, I'm filming a different person's dream every single day for ten thousand days, which is twenty-seven and a half years. Four years in, got twenty-three and a half years left, and basically, man, I just want to help the world dream. Hey, welcome to the Up and Becoming podcast, a space for empowering and inspiring conversations for the dreamers, creators, and self-starters. I'm your host, Kurt Bingham, and you're listening to episode 11. I'm always looking for people that inspire me and challenge me to dream bigger, to create more, and to do things that I would never have thought possible. And the guest today, Fraser, is filming 10,000 dreams for 10,000 days. 27 years it's going to take him, he's four years in. And we talked about that. We talked about the importance of dreams. And I honestly think that it is going to impact you so much and help you pursue your dreams. So, Strap in and uh, enjoy today's conversation with Fraser Group. Today I'm with Fraser Guru, who is uh, filming a different person's dream every single day for 10,000 days. And just wanted to get him on here to hear his story and um, a little bit about his up and becoming journey. Welcome, man. What's up, man? You good? <laughs> yeah, sweet. <laughs> the first question that I like to ask is, who did you want to become when you were a kid? I wanted to be the next Peter Jackson, bro, ever since I was seven years old. That was my dream. Yeah. No way. That's And that's still probably a big part of my dream, man. I've only ever wanted one dream in my life, basically, and that's to be a filmmaker. So, yeah. Apart from like that. Two, mo- two months, maybe, when I was 14, when I considered being an all-black, but I'd never played rugby in my life, and I still <laughs> haven't played a game of rugby in my life. <laughs> that, that dream still wants to be fun. an all-black. <laughs> For those that don't know what an all-black is, it's rugby union um, yeah. or league, but union is the, the more pure form. Apologies to the league fans. <laughs> Um, what did you want to be when you were a kid? <laughs> oh, I wanted to be a singer, actually. Ooh. Yeah. I wanted to be like a musician, singer, just go sing for people. And I guess that dream's changed a bit, but I still something I really love to do. It's just more of a, um, I guess, a passion, a hobby of mine these days. I'm curious, bro. Was there, was there a point growing up where you're like, nah, I don't enjoy this anymore or was there a point where you didn't think it would be a possibility anymore or like what what made you kind of change your mind or was it just a natural thing I'm interviewing you oh now bro. who's interviewing who no. <laughs> I turned a real fun. <laughs> oh no it's good um I think for me it was that's it's a good question bro i i think for me it was uh i guess my background is a little bit um i grew up in church so that's kind of where i started singing um and it it never seemed like something to monetize as a way like it never seemed like something that could become a career for me it more was just a a thing i love to do and i thought if i was gonna do um 
musician like be a musician be a singer i'd probably pursue it within like a church context and like write songs for church um just because i really loved that side of things and then when it came to really pursuing i guess some may say like contemporary music um i just didn't find the same depth uh that i wanted and so I still kind of continued to pursue songwriting even to maybe the past like few years um, on the yeah. back of of doing video and of doing photography and like marketing, but it's always kind of been like storytelling. So I'd say today I'm still doing what I love, which is telling stories, which is using words and visual medium to do that. Um, right now, songwriting just isn't at the top of the list in how I'm expressing my art. So I guess it's still the dream in a way. It's just not maybe what I think how the world should see it. Like, oh, he writes songs, he's getting paid yeah. for it. It's more like, no, all of it kind of comes together for this one, the one dream. That's sick, man. Yeah. Interesting. Thanks. Thanks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, good. But Peter Jackson. Yes. Who is Peter Jackson for those that don't know? Uh, Peter Jackson directed Lord of the Rings. He's basically like... New Zealand's favorite son, in a way. <laughs> Do you know who Peter Jackson is? <laughs> or did you not know when I said <laughs> Of course, I do. <laughs> of course, of course. No, no, I knew. Yeah. I, like, literally knew. But I, I've been, like, <laughs> Hobbiton, bro. I'm, like, I've, I've, oh, okay. I've sat in the a... bus, man. I've got the tour. I know who Peter Jackson is. You're a fan. You're a fan. Um, like I've him. also read... Yeah, I am a fan. He also did, like, Percy... Is it? Did he do Percy Jackson like the Lightning Thief as well? I think so. Nah, I think Chris Columbus Jackson. directed that. Chris Columbus directed that. Uh, T. Jackson did damn. King Kong okay. and The Hobbit and Lovely Bones as well. Okay, <laughs> he's a big dog. You can tell he's, he's doing a big the, he's dog. Doing the yeah. major films. Big dog. Oh, okay, well, who who is Fraser Grew today? What are you doing today? What am I doing today? Uh, so right now, mm. man. I think the reason we're talking is I'm on this crazy mission, bro. Uh, basically, I'm filming a different person's dream every single day for 10,000 days, which is 27 and a half years. Uh, I'm four years in, got 23 and a half years left. And basically, man, I just want to help the world dream. And that's why I'm doing it. Uh, I never, I didn't expect my life would be filming dreams every day. That's not, that wasn't the plan when I was a kid. But, it's now I can't imagine doing anything else, bro. Like it's yeah. It's like my passion now. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. Just it's like the of... scope of that, <laughs> thinking about that commitment. Like you don't have commitment issues. That's something I can tell already. Like <laughs> maybe, who knows? Um Yeah, bro. I but what like yeah. yeah. No, you go. Oh, I don't even know what I was gonna say anymore. Um Okay. I lost my train of thought. You go. Hit me with it. That's okay. What made you so fascinated with dreams? Why would you give so much of your life to do that? Um, I would say, man, like, as I said before, like, I knew what my dream was ever since I was seven years old. I, I like, had, I grew up with parents that encouraged me to dream, that supported me to dream. Uh, my dad was a golf pro. My mum ran a travel business so both of them were essentially chasing their dream uh so i kind of just it was just like 
the way you live life. You just pursue your dream. And I kind of didn't understand why no one else around me was kind of chasing their dreams. So it, it was only through doing this project that I started to realize that I was very fortunate that I grew up in a family that actually helped me believe in myself in that way. And not everyone gets that. So I guess this is my way of, like, I just want to be that voice and I want to just be that person to every single day to one person to say, I believe in you. I believe you can actually pursue your dream. Um, and I don't really know where the fascination came from, bro. It's just, to me, dreams are magical way. Um, I think dreams are like what makes life worth living. Eh? Like I couldn't imagine living if I wasn't pursuing something. Um, and yeah, I just want, I just want other people to believe in themselves. Eh? Yeah. That's amazing. I'm so with you, bro. I, I think when I was doing a bit of research, just even looking into what you do and, um, stumbled on you through our, our friend Devin, he told me about you. He's like, bro, you should check out this guy. Like he's just, he's interviewing people about their dreams and he's met so many amazing people. I was like, what? No way. So like, and it was for real. I was like, that's crazy. Um, and I guess I've been following your journey. I since the start of this year and it's been pretty crazy to see um the the evolution of it and just even how you've continued to i guess hone in on on doing it better and and serving that that purpose better um when when you have asked people what their dream is is there any structure that you have or how are you finding these people to to ask them um I guess it's a mix, bro. When I first started, it was very much just family, friends, and going out on the streets and finding people. Then it kind of got to a point where there was a little, a little bit more momentum, and I've started to have a lot more people reach out to me. So it's made it a lot easier to find people. But in terms of, like, let's say celebrities or something, it's all the fun of the hustle, bro. It's just guessing emails, you know, sneaking into events. It's the whole like chase bro i love it i love chasing <laughs> celebrity dreams i've been quite lucky i've been quite lucky um but yeah man now it's kind of just like each day i just wherever i am if like i meet people or if i'm going to a meeting or whatever it is i usually bring my camera with me and yeah it's just like an addition to me now i guess <laughs> most people know me as the that's dream, amazing the dream guys so they yeah <laughs> Yeah, and you're you're keeping that so you're staying so consistent. Um, how do you how do you like how do you keep doing it? How how do you keep recording a dream every day? Like, has there been days you've missed? Like, you know. Um, well, I guess the thing is, bro, I'm too far in now to quit. Like, I'm fourteen hundred days in. I'm way too far in now. There was a point where I could have quit, and I probably could have got away with it. Not anymore. <laughs> um there's yeah. too many people you've got like, the world's accountability yeah yeah and there's kind of a few too many things in the pipeline as well that rely on me doing this now so it's not just me anymore well it's me doing it but there's other people like there's a documentary being made there's all that kind of stuff which i can't really talk about but but i mean like it's kind of like brushing your teeth bro you just it becomes a habit um i want to quit probably like 50 percent of the time i want to quit like <laughs> like you have some sloppy ass days bro where you're just like <laughs> miserable doing it 
and you would wait until 10 p.m. at night and you procrastinate it till the last minute. But then you also mm. have days where it's like the greatest thing in the world for you, you know? Like yeah. some of my best moments of my life came through this. Some of my worst moments of my life came through this. Um, I'm, I'm a massive perfectionist. So each day I try to do something different. I try, bro, yeah, mm. it's, it's same, painful. Man. It's totally painful. <laughs> I wish I wasn't. And like, but, we can use that as something to gloat about, but it's like, it's something that oh, bro, yeah, yeah. you have to find balance in, you know, it can take you out if you don't know what to do with it. Yeah, bro. Like yeah. sometimes I spend like an hour doing the thumbnail because I'm such a perfectionist, which is ridiculous <laughs> considering I'm doing this every day. Oh. It's probably like three hours every day. And sometimes yeah. it's like, sometimes it's like six hours because I'm just being crazy perfectionist over it. Um, yeah. But bro, it's, it's maybe like, that, yeah. It's like, um, it's a mission, bro. Like this is what I feel I'm meant to be doing. Eh? Like as much as I have days where I want to quit, I would massively regret it if I quit. Like if I quit and I get to the day, the last day of doing it, knowing that I, they say it's April 25th, 2044. It's my last day doing this. I'll be 50 and I'm 26 now. If I got to that date and I had quit, and I, that date would be a flipping miserable day for me. And I know, I just keep thinking of that. I'm like, nah, this is like, I want to live an extraordinary life. I want to try live an extraordinary life. And I think this is an amazing way to meet people, to challenge myself every day and to kind of like, yeah, to it kind of gives like a massive amount of purpose to, you know, to what I'm doing and like, before I started this, I was still pursuing my dream of being a filmmaker, directed a feature film that came out at cinemas when I was 20. Uh, and yeah, bro, I felt real empty. Eh? It was, I was chasing my dream, but I felt empty because there was no purpose behind it apart from me being famous and rich. Completely get you um, and get mm. that perspective because it's funny, we're, we're actually quite similar in that vein. And I think man, many people maybe, maybe discover that later on or they discover that early. And I'm glad that I had discovered it um, quite early on. I just realized that money and and fame and, and being uh, yeah. noteworthy were not things that were going to give me purpose. And it's not like I've been a celebrity or anything, but I have uh, been given opportunities to make a lot of money or being offered a job where oh, you're the youngest in this, whatever, this agency. And um, why would you turn down this job? And I'm like, well, I don't want to work and I don't want to wear that hat right now. Like I want to like pursue my dreams. I want to go make mistakes. I want to yeah. have a bit of risk. I don't want to get stuck in an office. And, and to this day, like I haven't really um, pursued working in a, uh, an office. So, you know, I just, I want to go out. I want to create, I want to make films. I want to write songs. I want to interview people about their dreams you know it's um yeah it's pretty cool yeah and that does just give you such purpose hey um and yeah, i think bro. yeah for you being able to ask that question and i talk about this often with friends it's like a key man like you've got this key that's going to open so many doors just because you genuinely are interested in people um mm. and i think that is just so rare um even if you've got an end goal in mind, asking something about 
asking someone about their dream is so personable, you know, it's so intimate and it's going to make them immediately connect with you because they're sharing something vulnerable. It's, it's not the easiest thing to share about. Yeah, bro. And it's cool that it's uh, it's such a universal question. No matter what country I'm in, no matter who I talk to, like a three-year-old or a 90-year-old, anyone can answer the question. That's what, and I've now kind of like, if I'm at a party or an event or anywhere, it's just such an icebreaker. It's such a good icebreaker in any conversational setting because anyone can kind yeah. of talk about it. Um, and even if they don't know their dream is right in that moment, they can always answer what was your dream as a kid. And it just leads like into such interesting conversations, bro. If a, yeah, if a conversation at a party gets real dull, just throw, throw like what's your dream in there and it'll suddenly spice it up massively. I've used it so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I use. I think I use the question like, "What are you passionate about?" So it's and maybe it's similar. You know, when everyone's yeah. just like, "Oh, what do you do?" I'm like, "Oh, what are you passionate about?" Or yeah. another question I often ask is, "What do you think about most?" Like, what comes to your mind? Like, I don't like. What comes to your mind that's most? Man? What do you think about most? Oi, damn, that's a good question. Um. Damn, bro. <laughs> probably, like, if I'm being honest, it's probably thinking about me and my dream the most. Yeah. I would love it to be a less selfish answer, but right now it probably is the thing I think about the most. What about you? Yeah. Same. I think that. And mm-hmm. um, I think because I've got quite a few friends that are married and having families i think about that as well i just think about like oh that'd be cool like to have a family and to um build that part of my life but that's not something i'm you know too much of a rush in but it's definitely something that comes to mind often i guess relationships um but uh yeah it's because i'm surrounded by it but i do think i do think often about uh, the posture of how I'm going to a day and what I'm thinking about. Um, and you know, even today I need to edit, like I need to edit a podcast, you know, the episode that's actually coming out tomorrow. Um, and this morning I just couldn't do it. Like I just couldn't, I couldn't edit it. I just was not in the right headspace and that will get done because like you said, when you're working in a thumbnail for five hours, it's that pressure, (laughs) but that accountability is what keeps me, keeps me going and yeah um definitely bro. but yeah i think i'd love to know you know you've you've now interviewed kids you know you've interviewed celebrities you've interviewed your mom and dad what's a consistent theme that you see a lot of dreams are for happiness that's probably the most common dream um yeah, we are, so the, depending on the relationship with the person and sometimes if I yarn with them before I film with them, I kind of go like, hey, do you mind like maybe like not just saying happiness or world peace or, you know, to cure cancer? Because a lot of people just go for like those ones and it's like, yep, everyone dreams for that. Um, and that's wow. not to say they're not yeah. great dreams. They are great dreams. But it's awesome when it's real, like unique to the person and it's more specific and it's yeah so i but probably happiness is the most common probably like 40 percent of the answers 
have been around happiness in some form. Um, every kid wants to be a superhero. Everyone that's older than 60 wants legacy and dreams for their kids and grandkids. Um, most people in their 20s, it's at, especially the last couple of years, it's around sustainability and um, kind of like world issues, massive world issues and like global warming. Yeah. Um, you can definitely see the themes of people, which is so interesting. Like kids just go straight to like, I want to be an astronaut. I want to be an all black. I want to walk on the moon. I want to. And then they get to a certain point in their mid teens where it starts to be like more realistic kind of, I'd say realistic with that because of course those are realistic. Um, but you know, it seems yeah. like people kind of like lower their dreams because maybe I think they're told growing up that they're not possible. You know, you couldn't be, you can't be an astronaut. Um, and I think that's society that kind of, doesn't push people to pursue their dreams, especially in New Zealand with the tall poppy syndrome here. Um, oh, yeah, I don't know. What, yeah, but it's probably bad in Australia as well. But it's just sad. You can see yeah. how people. It's really interesting, man. It's it's rare to meet someone in their twenties whose dream is still like, I want to change the world, or I want to be an astronaut. I want to. It's very rare. Um, yeah, yeah. Whereas that's the dream of every kid, man. Kids just go straight to it. Boom. And it's so cool. Oh, dude, that's awesome. I like, I think ha having the posture of a child is so important as well. Yeah. Even, you know, as you grow up. Um, and that's something I'm constantly thinking about. It's like, what, who's told me that I can't do this, you know? Yeah. And, and, and I think often the limiting beliefs around not being able to pursue a dream maybe is like, uh monetary like you think money or skill it's like i think you if you want to be an astronaut you can be an astronaut you just have to put in the work the sacrifice yeah um and there is academic stuff but i've always come from the belief that you can be anything you want to be you just there is hard work involved um and it may come yeah. easier to others but you're just going to have to acknowledge that this is your journey this is the path that you're on um yeah and to not compare yourself uh which i tell yeah, myself bro. every day because being yeah yeah one of my um one of the most kind of memorable dreams i did was actually an astronaut chris hadfield the canadian astronaut and his yeah. dream <laughs> and his dream was uh around having a moonshot dream which is like a dream that's basically impossible but it's gonna force you to move forward so his moonshot dream was to walk on the moon and he knew that probably wouldn't be possible but it it allowed him to become an astronaut because he's like well if i'm going to walk on the moon what do i have to do in my life to change in order for that to become a possibility and he became an astronaut mm. and he became the first canadian in space um and he's kind of like everyone should have a moonshot dream something that's so impossible and ridiculous but it motivates you so much to move forward you know um and i yeah. just love that so much and i think most people would not even and if they would not have a moonshot dream but even if they did have one they'd be way too scared to ever admit it bro like that's the thing most people like a lot of people i ask are like oh no no i don't have a dream that's their go-to answer and they kind of get real defensive but as soon as you put a camera in their face, they always come up with something. I think just people are scared to say what their real dreams are because they're scared of people laughing or 
saying, hey, that's not possible because that's probably what they were told growing up at school and maybe at home they were told that they couldn't do it. So I think, yeah, man, I just, I love the idea of a moonshot dream so much. It pumps me up, bro, when I think about it. Bro, me too. I'm the same. <laughs> I think it- I love it. If even this, yeah, even this podcast or what you do um, or what anyone does, I think if we can actually create a space in an environment where people are believed in and they're encouraged and they're told that they can do things, I yeah. like, I think that will change the world, you know, and maybe that is in a way my dream and why I do what I do because I was thinking about it today, actually, you know, I, I shoot a lot of uh, different things. And in a way you could look at it and they're not really consistent, but usually it's because the small business has a dream or um, yeah. that wedding that I shot, they they have a dream to build a family together, you know, and, and all of those things come together. I'm like, oh, I want to be part of that. I want to be a part of helping you get there. And it's yeah. maybe photos or with videos, but that's going to help them tell the world about their dream, you know? Absolutely, man. It's such a good mindset to have. Yeah. What yeah, what do you reckon cool. your what do you reckon your moonshot dream would be, bro? What's like the craziest thing you can come up with that you would want to achieve? Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a hard question, bro. I know. Um, right? I'm gonna say what came to mind immediately. I would actually say um a big a big dream of mine has always been to be part of directing a major film um sick and that may not you know people may not know that but i think about it often i think about the magic of cinema i think about oh man i just love to be on a set and just see how all the miss all the pieces and all the people and the team come together like that would just be amazing and i think about that all the time and to me it seems a bit inaccessible um but I also know in my journey that the right doors have opened at the right time. And earlier this year, I was going to go to New York and, and kind of start to take those steps. And then the band mm. happened and, you know, this podcast came out of it. So it's just trusting um, that that will happen one day. And I know that's not like the craziest dream, but I think I believe that that major film or directing that major film and being part of that, like I believe in winning the, all, the, all the awards, you know, like just cleaning cleaning shop yeah getting all the awards you know the actors and like it just being so poignant and so important for that time um and for the world that it does influence culture and influences people and i think that's the beauty and that's the potential of a of a film and that's the potential of something that is put in cinemas all over the world i think there's not many things that are are, are attended by people by choice to enjoy that leaves him yeah. a different person, you know, and you, you probably totally get that, but, um, totally, I think man. about that a lot and I'm, yeah. So that's so cool. Yeah. I love that, man. <laughs> yeah. See, it's such a, it's what such a you... fun thing to talk about people's dreams. Like it's always it such an interesting conversation, bro. <laughs> yeah. Cause it, it, I think it stretches you beyond yourself, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, because even for you, um, what would be your moonshot dream? Well, my moonshot dream around um, 10,000 dreams, bro, is to get it to a billion dreams. 
Now, I was saying this to someone a couple of years ago, and I said, I want to film a billion dreams. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's impossible, obviously. And I'll, I broke it down, bro. And it's 100,000 people doing what I'm doing for 27 years. So if 100,000 filmmakers film 10,000 dreams, it's 1 billion dreams. And I was like, oh, dude, that's like, that sounds doable. And then it's 10,000 filmmakers doing this is 100 million dreams. And then once you break it down like that, bro, I only, only need to find a thousand filmmakers to do this once I finish. And it's a million dreams. And I'm like, oh my gosh, when you really break it down, it actually is possible over the course of, mm. let's say, 80 to 100 years. It could definitely be a possible thing. That would be my own yeah. shot, bro. If when I finish my journey, it carries on and I pass it on to other filmmakers. And we just never stop filming dreams that we just make it a part of culture that you have a dream and that you pursue your dream. And it's not even a choice. Like there's no backup plan. Like we just change culture. That would be my moonshot dream. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. I think even if you were to on the end of your documentary, just have like send us your dream, you know, email or whatever, like, yeah. There's so many ways in this world these days digitally to create doorways to to accomplish something like that. You know, you you could go viral and yeah. a million people could just send your dream their dream tomorrow. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And maybe you have a structure, but like, there's such a possibility with all Definitely. that. <laughs> you know, what if you just got right. all? Yeah, but I guess you're doing ten thousand days. You know. Yeah, so, it'd have to. Um, it? It'd have. Once I finish my journey, it'd have to change and probably be like, just go at it, <laughs> get as many dreams as possible. Because <laughs> um, I don't think a billion days would be possible. <laughs> that that would be a that would be a long time, a billion days. I don't know how many years that would be, but I don't think we could achieve that in my lifetime. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, yeah. Well, you never know. <laughs> no, technology yeah um, yeah bro <laughs> i i love i love like hearing i guess hearing that you're so just sold out for your mission and your your dream to to get um yeah to just listen to people's dreams in and i know you even just shared a little bit about people that you've interviewed but have there been any practical things that you've learned from asking people their dreams that you've applied to your life? I think the big thing, bro, it's made me way less selfish doing this. I was probably a really selfish person before I started this. It's made me realize that it's more important to help others achieve their dreams than my own dreams. Um, but it took me years of doing this before I kind of learned that lesson, man. Um, practical things? What have I learned? Um, I've learned that everyone has a dream. You know? Even if they say they don't, yeah. everyone has a dream. I think people are just scared to admit it. Um, and you see, like, when people talk about their dreams, they come alive. Like, they always come alive and their eyes brighten and they always get excited because people just don't talk about it, man. I don't know why people don't talk about it. Like, if you're out for a, a drink with your mates you probably won't like spend an hour talking about each other's dreams. 
like it feels like it's just not it's just something that doesn't happen um yeah but like it would be such an incredible thing if we did like people just come alive well yeah and actually actively listening i think that yeah like giving a damn actually being yeah yeah asking a question and be like no i really want to hear this and they like Mm. laugh it off and you're like no like i'm actually asking you this and people call (laughs) me deep you know or um bro you're just so deep like you and i get it i do get it (laughs) and it, it is who i am but at the same time why aren't they you know, why, when that yeah. person asked me like, oh, you're so deep. I'm like, I'm sure you are as well. You know, it's just, mm. um, breaking those barriers down and, and enabling people to be more open and more honest. And, um, that's, I yeah. think that's also something that I'm, I'm often trying to do and just trying to encourage. Definitely, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Now these are some good questions, bro. You're challenging me. Usually, usually when I do podcasts and interviews and that, it's the same like ten questions on rotation. So it's it's, oh, really? it's nice to not all the time, but quite a lot of the time. So it's nice to actually be stumped on a few of these questions. Yeah, you st- well, you stumped me, man. So I think we're like we're even <laughs> like, now. Damn. <laughs> um, well, what are you working on? Um, I know you can't really speak too much to uh, your some of your projects but are there certain narratives that you often want to direct like when it comes to the creative process what does that look like for you yeah bro in terms of directing which is a dream that kind of ties into Ten Thousand dreams because essentially i'm making a little mini movie every day but in terms of my directing ambitions bro i want to make kids film like that's always been my thing um that's sick i also i also Something that most people don't know is I've got like a massive dream of being a kid's author as well. I love writing. Um, I'm actually writing a book now. Can't go into details about it, but that hopefully will be a part of uh, the whole thing. 10,000's kind of opened up all these doors for all these avenues to kind of come in. Um, But yeah, bro, like directing kids stuff. There's just something real magical about that for me. Live action kid stuff, not animated stuff. Live action. Yeah. Yes. Bro. <laughs> that's so cool. I'm just like I've got yeah. I wanna write I wanna do similar things. <laughs> like Oh really? This is so cool, man. Um yeah, it's actually funny. That's Dude. just people for the people listening, this is cool. I'm, I'm, me and Fraser have got <laughs> yeah, because I think my sister actually she is uh, an illustrator and a designer and she said to me this week she was like i want to illustrate your your book like the book that i would lo- love to write um and i think it is cool it's um and i used to think that that wasn't possible but it's how i perceive that is oh i think it like when i ever do anything because that perfectionism thing coming back again it's like oh it needs to be in your bestseller you know your new york times bestseller yeah. I, it's like if i'm gonna write a book it needs to be the best book like so um dude are there... <laughs> i love that man speaking of um speaking of the new york Times bestseller thing in terms of like with me writing my book with having a moonshot dream you probably can't see it but right yeah. here i yeah. photoshopped my book at number one on the new york times bestseller list and i printed it out 
and I've got the whole New York Times bestseller list with my book at number one that I look at every day to encourage oh me. <laughs> got to visualize. What practical? <laughs> I'm like, what practical things do I do? That's one of them, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna do that. I'm do gonna, it, bro. Um, yeah. Wow. I watched, oh, that's um, so good. I watched, I watched an interview with Dan Brown, and he did the same thing when he wrote Da Vinci Code. Um, yeah. And I was just like, that's so sick. You know, if you don't visualize yeah. it, bro, it probably won't happen. I'm with you. I'm completely with you. That's that's powerful. And for the people listening, <laughs> you know, I actually would encourage those that are listening to write down your moonshot dream, like dream and then moonshot yeah. dream it and then print it out. Um, yeah. Because it's the same, like for this podcast, for anything I touch, I want it to be, I do want it to be the best but the best that I can bring, you know, and that's, I think that's what makes something different. We're always thinking, oh, I'm just trying to beat people, but it's no, it's like, yeah, we're trying to bring um, who we are to the world. And, and I think more people um, can be encouraged that what they have to say is important. Um, yeah. Yeah. So true, man. Um, what, what's this, what's this book you're wanting to write? Have you been working on a book for a while or is it, kind of just in the back of your mind um so one of them would be up and becoming so i guess this idea the idea that we uh we're working towards something and we're never arriving but we're always dreaming bigger and we're always continuing to um challenge our notions and grow um who we are so in a way it would be a story but also be a bit of a a self-help narrative um, which can be, you know, that word self-help, but just giving people the tools and the, um, the words that will help them take their next step towards their dream. Um, yeah. but then I'd also love to, I love Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, the Nike book. Yeah, bro. Ready. I got that book. That's so it's, sick. Yeah. So it's one of my favorite books. And I think because it's his, it's his legacy, it's his journey, it's, um, it's just real. And I, I write about my life. Like I write about things that happen to me. Um, I write about things that I think about and sometimes I share them with people and it encourages them and they're like, Oh, wow. I think that too. And I think I'd love to, I'd love to bring some ideas and some things that are obvious to me, but not obvious to everyone else to the light. So I guess a book about my journey and, Maybe that would be, you know, one part and then turn to two as I continue to grow um, into who I'm becoming. But that's kind of, mm. yeah, um, I guess that's the kind of the idea. And then it'll, I think it'll so just cool. keep, keep turning into something. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. So Thanks fun. for asking. No, I'm, I'm yeah. so fascinated, bro. I could talk about this stuff all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm the same. Um, well, for for the people that are listening, um, Fraser, would there be anything that you'd like to encourage them in or say to them? Bro, probably what I've already said, man, is that dreaming isn't like for the select few who have special gifts. Like, I genuinely believe everyone's a genius at something. Um yeah, like, I think it's easy to be like, oh, you know, like, unless you're born into a rich family or unless, you know, 
you've got famous relatives or whatever, you can't achieve your dream. It's not true, man. Like everyone can pursue their dream and it's not about getting to the dream. It's about the journey of it, bro. That's why I keep telling myself of this. Like if I was filming 10,000 dreams to get to the last day, this would be like a freaking pain in the ass, man. Like this would suck. This would be like yeah. torture for 27 years. It has to be about the journey. Like, I reckon the most depressing day of this whole thing will be the day I finish. Because it'll be like, oh my gosh, it's done. Like, it's not going to be this big celebration. It'll probably be like a huge part of me that's over. And it'll be real sad. So it's about the journey, bro. It's about every single day. Even if you have a bad day, like some of the dreams I've filmed, bro, in terms of the film work, I can't even watch them. Like, I filmed it so badly. The lighting was so crap. Um, even some of the big celebrities I've done, bro, I can't. I almost didn't post their dreams because I hated how I filmed it so much. But even in those days, there's still something beautiful about finishing it and doing it and putting it out there, even though it's not perfect. And it makes yeah. the days when you actually are nailing it even more special. So focus on the journey, just one step at a time. It's like, Honestly, it's way funner to be pursuing a dream than to achieve a dream. I've, I've, you know, like I talked about, I directed a film that came out at cinemas when I was 20. Um, once it came out of cinemas, bro, I was like, okay, whatever, what's next? It was kind of like real lame. It was such a down buzz. It was so much funner making the thing. Like, it was so much more So true. I'm with it. you, man. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think love, a lot of I people... love talking, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I just feel like so many people are focused on the outcome and not the actual yeah. process. So find something you love so you want to do the journey of it. Yeah. I'm with that you, would man. be my I advice, think I you're you're uh you're challenging me because I was I just had this idea. I'm like, man, what if I interviewed someone every day? <laughs> like you know do it. ten thousand days up and becoming <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that'd be stealing. <laughs> no, but I I uh I think about that because it's and I love I love that you said find something you love and where you enjoy the process because it it's true yeah. as, as soon as I finish something you know when I finish talking to you I'm gonna have to edit this and um and mm. then you know box it and make it you know not make it pretty but you know um put it out into the world and I don't love that part like in all honesty I hate that part I love just talking to people yeah. and. Um, it's, I think it's important that I do edit it because I, I can, yeah. I was there and I was present, but, um, I think in the future, you know, there will be other people editing it and then there'll be a team and like, yeah. I want to build this into something. Um, so thanks That's for sharing so, that. Yeah. Bro. That I, yeah, bro. Yeah. Like, I think people like, if they don't like one aspect of something, they choose not to do anything. <laughs> it's like, you're not going to enjoy every aspect of your dream. Like. Never. You could be living the dream. There's always going to be accounting stuff. There's always going to be tedious as things that you have to do, admin work. Like, I have to do freaking subtitles every day for the next 23 years, bro. Like, it takes like 20 <laughs> minutes. It sucks. I hate it so much. It does. But I got to do it. But I got to do it. And I mean, I got to do subtitles because there's people that follow what I do who are deaf. And I want them to be able to engage with the content. So it's, but I'm not going to give up on my mission in life because 20 minutes of subtitles a day. 
even though they drive me nuts, bro. You know, you just yeah. The good always outweighs the bad, eh? Yeah, totally. And there's probably technology that can do the subtitles for you, but you know. <laughs> I know. So, I'm so stubborn, bro. It's my perfectionism. I've got like a way of doing it, so I'm such a perfectionist now about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I get you. Well, I ask five flash questions to every Hit guest, me. so I'm gonna ask you these as uh, yeah, just answer them as quickly as you can. Um, favorite film or series? Uh, Jurassic Park is my favorite film of all time. And my favorite TV series would be Seinfeld. Nice. That says a lot about you. Yeah. <laughs> what's one, <laughs> one book? <laughs> what's one book that's left a mark on you? Uh, the Third Door by Alex Vanayan, I think it is. I need to read that. Of... Bro. I have. I, I bet, Devin I bet... recommended it to me. Bro, everyone's recommending it to everyone. If if you're in the entrepreneurial like film game or whatever, it's so freaking dope. And it's it reminded me so much of what I'm doing, especially of reaching out to celebrities. A lot of the things he does to get into doors. It was so cool, bro. It inspired me incredibly when I read that. Like insane. I love that. I'll uh, I'll put that in the show notes for the listeners. What's yeah. one piece of advice you would tell your younger self? Uh, start 10,000 dreams earlier. I wish I started when I was like six. It would have been so dope. Like, like going through <laughs> high school doing this every day. How cool would that have been? I'd do anything so to cool. start this at like 14 or something. It would have been insane. Even if I did it on like a phone, like a Nokia or whatever. It would have just been so cool. Yeah. Yeah. The best time to plant a tree is today. <laughs> yeah. you know like the, yeah. that thought the best time is to start so start now exactly wherever you are start somewhere what yeah. does the word becoming mean to you um oof. i just keep thinking of michelle obama's book <laughs> Bro, becoming. that's a real place yeah that's good i like that yeah i'm re- yeah i am um, oh, <laughs> she's so cool uh well, this is a funny question because I ask every guest this. What are you dreaming about right now? Okay, bro, right now I'm thinking about writing books. That's my big dream right now is having an entire shelf in a book store under Fraser Groot. Yeah. That's it's my amazing, big dream bro. right now, bro. Yeah. Oh, well. So, crazy. man. Thanks so much for being on Up and Becoming. Um Ah, oh, bro, I just feel so, I feel so encouraged. I hope that the listeners feel so encouraged and um, I feel like uh, I met a new friend, so it's, it's sick. Bro, appreciate you, man. Should we, um, while we're recording, bro, you could just send it to me. Do you want to do your dream? And then you just send me the, the file. Let's end it with your dream, bro. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, what is my dream? Okay, I'll I'll I'll, yeah. I'll yell it out, man. Okay. Let me do that. Okay. All right, here we go. My dream, Fraser, is to be a nationally acclaimed film director and storyteller. I want to uh, change the world with storytelling and um, just help people become the best version of themselves. So that's my dream. That's sick, man. Thank you so much, brother. Thanks, bro. Well, that was Fraser Grew. I hope you guys 
had as much fun as I did listening to that conversation. I don't think I've ever met anyone that's been so、uh, just intentional about doing something for so long. 27 years, 50 years old, and he thinks that he's going to be upset when he's finished. That is amazing to me. Jump over to his Instagram. I'm leaving the link below and just get inspired. Read some of the incredible people that he's interviewed. And、um, I will see you guys next week for episode 12 of Up and Becoming. I'm Kurt Bigham. Big love. <laughs>